Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Insufferable Bastards podcast. Hello, Shuli. Hello, my friend. How are you? The only time anybody watches this podcast is when we talk about Stuttering John. Hi, this is Stuttering John Melendez from The Howard Stern Show. It's all Long Island to me. The second she saw the face, she said, oh, yeah, that was him. Oh, you're the guy that played fake clips of me. Yes, I remember now. It's a stupid name, but maybe it's worth listening to. How the fuck do I know? I got my own problems. I got hemorrhoids and shit. When I wipe my ass, it looks like a chocolate-covered cherry. All right. Kiki. Everybody, welcome to the Insufferable Bastards podcast. My name is Carlos Danger for the purposes of this broadcast. I'm not joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, hello. I'm not joined by Obnoxious John, my other co-host, because he's off collecting super chats and grifting the public with Cardiff Electric. But who needs them? Because, ladies and gentlemen, I have making his debut appearance on the Insufferable Bastards podcast, Mr. Pat Dixon. Yes, Hello, that's right. Hello, Carlos. I'm the new co-host of Insufferable Bastards. I would. You're way too smart for me. I, I want to start off by thanking you. You had me on New York City Crime Report the other day. I believe yep. the the episode aired on Monday, and and his uh, Pat's website is there across the bottom. I felt. I mean, we're going to be talking about Ray Devito a little bit. When we started talking about like the borders, I felt like I, I'm Ray Devito. I felt I know what it's like to be Ray Devito. I was I was clueless and and disappointing, and I felt I bombed. But yeah, it was still a fun wanna, experience. You didn't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about that. I, 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 I was like, no, 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 no migrants, no migrants. Let's not talk about the dirty illegals. Like yeah. Ray Devito style. Well, you heard what I said though, which was good. Yeah, I did. I did listen to the whole yes. Ah, Pat Dixon, comedian, ladies and gentlemen. We have just Almost. upped the ante on this piece of shit podcast. But mm. all right. So, but it's been, I, you know, I titled the episode, It's Been a Ray Day, but it's equally been a Pat Dixon day. I think starting Patrick Melton of Nobody Likes Onions does his emergency time slot broadcast there. Yeah, he's and talking I about guess, Chad. Yeah, Chad had made the excuse about having, like, oh, my time slot. People don't recognize it. That's why nobody's watching. And he wanted to uh, check that theory in LO. And so, so, yeah, he does that. And, and I guess I only caught a little bit of it. So I'm speaking from complete ignorance here. So correct me if I'm wrong. And, of course, fill in. But at one point, I guess Keith and the Girl, which is a podcast hosted by two comedians, they're live. And I guess... Pat gets wind of this somehow and starts stream sniping them. Yeah, and I'm gonna, but I am going to fact check the the comedians part of that. I don't think he, uh, neither of them are really actually comedians, uh, and one of them has never even tried it. Is that true? They're just Sam was just some person, yeah. And and Keith does a show once a year, I think. Yeah, I I guess I mean I only know him through Ray. Like my whole my whole worldview of Keith and the girl is from Ray DeVito and then Patrick Melton. So, oh, but I wow. guess they were legendary at some point. I guess I mean if you're legendary, you're legendary, right? So I mean the fact that you have to say Keith and the girl, which is a podcast, uh, you know, it's kind of maybe that would indicate how legendary they actually are in the world of podcasting, you know. And I guess but you, you have, have to history. clarify who they are, you know. Yeah, I mean, they were around early on. They were they had me on 45 times. 45 no times. Kidding. And then and yeah, and I was I was like their second after Jesse Joyce, who was Ray's roommate for years. Uh, after him, I was the most booked guest on the show at the time. 45 times I was on over like seven years. I'd show I'd drive all the way out to their or, or take the train all the way out to their uh, studio. Wait, I mean, even when it's deep in Queens, you know, like way out Sutphin, 
Avenue, you know, the airport and shit. I'd come out to their things and, and like, you know, participate in their ridiculous little contest and shit like that. And I mean, I was like, I, I was pretty gung ho, you know I mean? I was like, yeah, okay. I'll, I, I liked working with them fine. And, and fans of my podcast uh, or fans of their podcast became fans of my podcast. And it was great. You know, and, and I got along with and them. Then great. It went so one at, time it went south at some point. And I, yeah, one time. Yeah. I used to play the piano over at the Creek in the cave late at night. And Keith was there one night. It was, it was, you know, but that he was in the next bar over like, you know, there's a, there's a bar next door to the uh, downstairs showroom, whatever. You don't need to know the whole layout, but there's nobody else in the room, but me, he comes over with like four of his buddies and he's like fucking hammered, you know, just like, and he's doing what Keith does when he's hammered, which is just like be a fucking, you know, he, he just gets nasty. You know, he's a nasty drunk. Uh, he thinks he's being real clever. It's like, hey, play, play. He starts like yelling requests. Play fly me to the moon. Come on. Don't you know it? You know, and then like he's commenting and commentating on everything I'm doing. I can't ignore him. So I eventually just go like, hey, you know what? Fuck you, Keith. You're a drunk, which he seems to be to me. Some kind of a drunk and a dick. You're all a bunch of drunk dicks and you're the biggest drunk dick, Keith. And I left. And uh, after that, I was suddenly a sexual predator. Which was repeated today. My dog's barking upstairs. And that was something that was repeated today, I guess, towards the end of the broadcast. Uh, yeah. Keith and the girl that I it's, that I saw a clip of. But that's something that happens all the time with him, you're saying? Yeah. Well, what happens is that he, you know, they have like uh, longstanding relationships and they just eventually they they kick the person out. They kick him aside. They've done that with a few people. They haven't done it with everybody. They've done it with a few people. Ray doesn't want it to happen to him, I think. Not that it would ever, I don't know, but like, so that's what happened. And then, and then they just poured it on. Like, like they did three hour long episodes about me. Okay. I think it was three hour long episodes about me and they never named one thing I did. Did they ever invite anything. you on to, to, to no. rebut or? They said, oh yeah, you can come on like virtually or by phone. When I had been okay. in the studio, they're like, we don't want you in the studio. It's like, dude, what, so let me get it straight. I've been a sexual predator. You've been covering up for me all this time. Maybe we know I've been around for years. I've had two girlfriends the whole time. And I never fucking cheated on either of them. So like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they couldn't I say because like there's nothing there. They just like they just keep generalizing and saying it. it's they, they were trying to do some kind of me too shit. And funny, nobody came forward. There you go. Yeah, after all this time, especially when that was at the height of when all that stuff was happening, you think that yeah. would have happened if there was. And excuse me if I seem a little, him. you know, unfunny about the whole thing, but I mean, like, it's just like, ugh, I can't no, believe and this I guess shit that's, would even still be around. And, and that you know? part that that goes to part of the, uh, the, you know, when you went on MLC Saturday to talk to Ray about that, and I guess we'll we'll get to that in a second. But the funny part of this is, I thought, was what Melton did today, where he had his chat go in, and I don't even know exactly how Pat Dixon's name came up, but the entire chat turned into free Pat Nixon, Pat Dixon, yeah, which was goddamn funny. It all happened, they, you know, justice for Pat Dixon, justice for Pat Dixon, Pat Dixon, Pat Dixon, we love Pat. We're with me. We love Pat. It's like, you know, everything. Okay. Like a, a director is kind of like a vague term. And you can These see it behind him. No, it doesn't, Carlos. No, it doesn't. They're the guys who really just like filling up the chat. Podcast event. So all the, this is a time slot test. 
Chad said no one was watching him because he was in a new time slot. So I just want to know Keith is no staring at the chat. If we we <laughs> yeah, smoked him, right we smoked him. But I'm just staring at the chat, going, watching. "What is going on? Nobody's right. listening to this I guy talk." Look at the chat! Look at the chat! Holy shit! Pat's gonna love this. Comics thing. Pat's gonna love this. I do love this chat. They were kind of hands off for that, which I think is a good approach. And it, it went on for it went on for a little while. Uh, were you watching live when this happened? I guess people no, must have been texting you. No, I slept through the whole okay. thing. Yeah, I had to catch up. And when I did, I was like, "Wow, oh, it was fucking!" It, it was amazing. It was fucking. It was really cool. Yeah, Melton really. Uh, <laughs> he commands a group of people there, don't he? And, and uh, that's probably like the, the most enter the most entertaining Keith and the girl have been in a very long time. I assume. Well, yeah, their their viewership tripled. You know, just from uh, Melton's fans going in there. And then so, emptied yeah. out, you know, so they were back where they started or lower. I mean, it was it was fantastic. And we've got the big time super chats going on. Teddy for a dollar ninety nine. Thanks, Ted. Pat nailed Ray. Ray professional victim. Unhelpable. Be smiley. The third two dollars. A Carlos and Pat. And we got David Skeddy Walker. I guess people are changing their names uh, to be in solidarity solidarity with Skeddy Tooth John. Allegedly yes. harassed by online by by uh, what's it Chad Zumach, Pat has troubled history with women. That's between him and Keith and the girl. I take no responsibility for my previous statement. Oh yeah, that's. I should have David's... David Skywalker because he's just succinctly summarized the whole yeah. issue. David Skeddy Walker. There we go. <laughs> the uh, so MLC today they bring in Ray, they bring in a therapist or a psychologist or a, a shrink. I'm not, I, I didn't see the very beginning. I don't know exactly what the guy's qualifications were. I think the guy said he was a, 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 like a, a psychiatrist, like a medical you know, doctor. Because he could, he could do prescriptions in addition yeah. to doing diagnosis. He's, okay, so that's usually you have to be sent to a nurse practitioner or something like that. That's where I get all my meds from. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was one of the most entertaining MLCs in a while. I was hooked. And maybe because I'm obsessed with Ray DeVito and we are friends. Uh, but it was so watchable and so funny. Um, and I got to start with the Pat Dixon chat, right? There was a super chat that you did towards the end that, uh, seemed to upset Ray or it just kind of made Ray be Ray. Yeah. Yeah. He stopped, uh, being nice and started being real. <laughs> Here it is. Stonewalls and pretends to not understand things and at certain times seemingly to avoid accountability. What could this behavior mean? I think this is the real Pat Dixon. Cause right. he's. All right, if this is a real Pat Dixon, this is what got me upset. I don't care. He whatever happened, whatever people said about him, other people cut him no, off. And I guess what we should say here is from what I understand, Pat, and, and obviously it's your story to tell, but I remember I was on Ray's podcast back in April and a chatter brought up a, a subject saying, Hey, Pat took a shit on you, Ray, the other day on uh whatever show you had been on kept and calling you a weirdo yeah yeah you you relate a, a story it was definitely good-natured ribbing it was nothing uh salacious it was nothing that would make ray upset it was a it was a, a funny story and then uh, the other guest was stevie lou and then stevie lou brought up some of this stuff these allegations uh he, he brought up things he yeah but he didn't just bring up the allegations he said that's what i said about ray Oh, is that what he, he said? Okay. Yeah, he said that I claimed something about Keith and the girl that that Ray had been inappropriate or something. It was a garbled sentence, you know, because he was trying to assemble the lie as he told it. 
and you know, because it obviously, you know, Ray was not going to be super impressed with what I actually said, which was nothing. And so Stevie kind of made it sound like, oh man, I was saying calling him some kind of a, I don't know, a predator or something. So that that's what happened there. And, and his whole seemed- his whole thing that he jumps to here is like, like I'm talking about what Ray said when right, I brought this Ray up on MLC it- later. You know, I'm not talking about like any of this other shit. I'm like, wh- why did you say that? Because I, from what I remember, that particular conversation, I remember uh, just being confused because I had no idea what Stevie Lou or Ray were talking about or why they were talking about it. Because I just wanted no, no, no. And I interrupted at one point or let them spiel, I guess. And I mentioned uh, slander, and 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 then I said like, no, it, Pat just said something about how you drop girls off at diners after you sleep with them, Ray. That was that was that was the whole thing. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about, but it seemed to me when you went on MLC, your point was that Ray co-signed it. He didn't kind of he didn't he didn't ask to move the subject along. He didn't cut uh, Stevie Lou off. That was what you were angry at. Yeah, that he said, I know that Pat Dixon has a bad past with women or has a past with women that isn't good. That's what he said. I know Pat Dixon has a past with women that isn't good. And I'm like, and why I, did you say that? You know? And I just interrupted the video because this is now, now it puts that in context of what Ray's doing here and sort of how off the reservation he is with his response. I was one of the people that, that right. never fucking. What'd you say, Pat? Because he's just shifting it back to like it's you know how noble he was for not ever jumping on uh, you know to to cut me off and everything. First of all, if Ray cut me off, I never would have even noticed. We didn't talk that much, you know what I mean? So great, thanks, Ray. You you remain neutral. That's fine. You didn't speak for me, even though he, he said today that he thought it was unfair. He didn't say anything about it to them. He didn't stand up for me. Nobody like stopped talking to me except Keith and the girl, really. So, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to be so grateful for. Yeah, thanks, Ray, for not, you know, jumping in and, and, and saying things that you knew to be untrue. Gotcha. He, knew he, he, said, know- he said he had, he had no evidence of this. But he also says, like, oh, he, he keeps putting it, like, back like it's on me. Like, this is right. between you and them. How come you're coming at me? Well, I'm not com- I'm coming at you because of what you said, that I had a bad past. You said that. And, and that's, that's what you did on gets... that Saturday night MLC yes. podcast. You came on there and said, hey, Ray, you said something about me. Why did you say that? And Ray's yeah. reaction was like, why are you bringing me into this? <laughs> yeah. Why, why are you bringing me into Stevie Lou? For you, tired of Stevie Lou. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, the reason I'm just trying to be as clear as possible. And I know it's like it sounds convoluted. It's really not because the shit he's saying has nothing to do with anything. Why did you say that? And he wants to know why I'm coming at him. And I should note, uh, uh, Ray called me. I was going to have him on like at 9.30, but he's going to be on at 10 p.m. Ray's going to be on at 10 p.m. He extended an invitation to me, extended an invitation to Pat in case Pat wants to go on. But I just thought this would be, uh, since Ray said all this on this thing, it would be fair to have just Pat on alone. Cut you off, dude. And I didn't go against you so that you did with other people. Ray, can I ask you really, really quickly? So- it, it that's is, what pissed me off. It's like, dude, that's something you, you had to deal with with those people. I didn't cut you off. Other people cut you off. I didn't. I give you the benefit of the doubt. So don't don't get mad at me. Dude. Let the okay, stop. Speak. That He's really gone. pisses me off. That really yes, pisses me off. How is him saying I have a past with women that isn't good? How is that giving me the benefit of the doubt? That's bullshit. 
That's not benefit of the doubt. And I think what's happened, we're seeing, I thought this clip was particularly compelling because we're seeing sort of the, the, the whatever issues Ray has that the, the, the doctor talks about, he's, he's got, he saw it in person. Like he saw, he's an eyewitness to Ray sort of spiraling, spiraling out and getting so angry. Well, and, and it was pointed out by a chatter, you know, he stonewalls and pretends not to understand things. And that's exactly what he's doing. I mean, like this whole time, he's just like, he's throwing up a wall saying like, no, I'm mad because I don't even get what he even is coming at me for all this shit. You know, it's like that. Ray, come on, man. Come on. So that's the, the question that I wanted to ask. It seems like just even, you know, this, this message is coming up to the screen that it, that it, it's causing an emotional response in you. And I, and I wanted to, I was wondering kind of what is the function of that emotional response? Where do you think that, what are you thinking through that the anger is starting to come up? Okay. If this is a real pact, I don't know if it is or not, but the thing that he brought up, that's something someone else said about him. Someone right. that I, I'm, I'm friends with him. And you said people dismiss Pat and cut him off. I never 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 took sides. I fault? How am I the bad guy in this? Who's not taking accountability out of the two? So, so what you, happens if you're what happens if yeah. you're the bad guy? What's what's the consequence of that? Well, I'm not the bad guy. That's what I'm saying. There's no I just thought that was such a great question from the doctor. What 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 are the consequences of being labeled a bad guy? And Ray really that word just shakes him for some reason. He's like, I'm Although, not Pat, a bad got, guy. You you had said uh, just now that you think I, I I tend to think Ray's behavior here and the way he reacts to things isn't deliberate. Now I have no proof of that because I'm not a doctor, but I almost think like it the way he processes information is just different than the rest of I, us at times because you like he is stonewalling here he definitely stonewalls but i almost think he can't he can't help it right i don't think that it's deliberate either i never thought it was deliberate i don't i think that it's it's almost impossible for somebody to do something like this like truly deliberately uh and not like crack a smile you know what i mean that would be ridiculous I, he's not he's not doing and he passionately believes what he's saying so but i think it's right. a I think it's a function of like the way things click in his mind. Uh, I don't think it's like, oh, he got kicked in the head by a fucking donkey or something like that. Although that would be amusing as a thought, you know, it's like, oh, when, when he now has donkey brain or something like it's a superpower. But I think that he just has like a fucking uh, way of thinking about things. You, you know, like we grow up and you look around, you contextualize, you know, your surroundings and you learn how to think. And now whenever there's something to be accountable for, he might be the bad guy. He's so resistant to that, which it's like, it's not even being the bad guy. It's just like owning what you say. And I think that right he, to try to provide some type of context or, so, or or retract it or say, hey, upon reflection, I shouldn't have said that. I should have handled it. Yeah, anything like that. But he, yeah, to him, that shit like that doesn't exist. Maybe when he said things like that as a kid, and I don't mean to be the psychologist here, but maybe when he tr tried to do it that way as a kid, it didn't work out. You know, maybe they're like, no, no, you admitted it now. You admitted it. And so, mm -hmm. like, you know, he's he just is programmed to, like, if there's anything that anybody has a problem with, he didn't do it. 
I'm the bad guy. This is yeah, something he, is he did with another guy, but and he's put me in the middle. And somehow I'm the bad guy. I didn't cut you off. I didn't take work yeah, away from Ray, you. I still let you do my fucking comedy stuff. It's kind of like the situation when my niece was like, I did, yeah. This I, I because he started going into some of the specifics of, and I didn't think that's really important to the to the conversation because it's just, just his reaction is what I found fascinating. Exactly, it, and it's, but, Kevin Brennan couldn't, couldn't get him to stop talking. Which he is stays incredible. at that pitch for like several minutes, you know, and they're just like, "Come on, man. Like, okay, we got you." I think it was and six then, minutes. It, it was either six or eight minutes. I think it's wild. Uh, oh. Somebody pissed in the middle. It was my uncle. It's like, you know I didn't do this. But Don't sit the there and put me in the middle and say I fucking did something when I did fucking nothing wrong. So That's like someone get in a car accident and Jesus I just happen to be right. on this and I just happen right. to be on the side of the road and I see a car accident right. and like if somehow I'm at fault because I saw the car accident. So now it's my fucking fault that a car accident happened yeah. just because I fucking saw it. <laughs> that witness Jesus the fucking right. car accident. Let him talk. I, 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 you I, understand I, what I'm saying? I, I you understand what I'm coming. I keep right. I keep I completely understand and validate, and you're absolutely right. None of that is a dispute, and I'm not even gonna say one thing in, in opposition to that. But here's what I think is happening. Of course. We operate under this society. Yeah, yeah that's, I, a I know, reason, right. that's a reasonable person speaking, yes. Well, I guess he just needs to I mean, because Ray has anxiety. So I mean it's clearly this is this is anxiety on display. So I think part that of the strategy is anger. Is Look at his face. Him. Look at his face right now. Look at that angry face. Yeah, that's I mean, that is it, like Jesus. Fight Christ. or flight, he's he's in he's in fight. When he when he shouldn't be, but yeah, and his, even his posture, the way he's backed up and like, you know, like 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 bracing himself for what this guy's gonna say. He's gonna stroke you, Ray. Don't worry. Assumption that anger and irritability, violence, whatever you want to call it, is a self-soothing mechanism. We release dopamine. We're self-soothing when we're agitated. And what we're what we're self-soothing, I ask myself, what's the distress that I'm treating? And what I think the distress that you're treating is may be, and I can't, I'm not in your head, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say de definitively, but you mentioned the term or you use the term cutting off. I never cut him off, as if there's a fear that he's gonna cut me off now that he thinks I'm involved in this somehow, that he thinks I'm the bad guy. I think that Pat Dixon's your your argument with him, and again, it's only from what I've watched here on on MLC. The reaction had much more impact in terms of the consequence than the actual situation. And it's a fear yeah. of an outcome that hasn't materialized yet that is causing this distress, which then gets treated by anger. You don't need to, to use any kind of anger or, or raise your voice for any of this. It's a completely valid point that I think anybody would listen to. And if you said it calmly, I think Pat would have just said, oh, it's a good point. Okay. Incorrect. Right, well, got me work. Incorrect. Completely I mean, do you think part of... If he if he would have said, "Hey, um, I'm not part of this. I didn't do anything. Why are you coming at me? I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything." I'd be like, "No, you did. You did say something, actually, Ray. You did." I'm could asking about the what doctor, you said. The doctor just didn't have the nitty gritty details. He was just going on Ray's reaction, Ray's words coming out of his mouth. But because yeah. I think that I think the, the the theme of what the doctor is saying seems to make sense. Ray, handle it differently. Ray, you're getting angry when you don't have to. Like, well, yeah, he definitely got angry when he didn't have to. But I mean, he also like uh, completely misses the point. See, if Ray, Ray wouldn't be does. angry. Well, both, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Ray, if he would have like understood what the fuck I was saying. Which I don't know how he didn't. That's what I don't get. That's where I say there's a there's a, a reluctance to own what he said. You know what I mean? There's a reluctance there to just be like, yeah, I said that. And instead, he makes it about 
keeping the girl and all this other bullshit, you know? I mean, like, look, just say, just say, yeah, I said that. And uh, I guess I could see where that would bug you since I was saying you had a bad past with women. I could see where you might want an explanation for that, you know? I mean, but just saying, like, like I don't see how he didn't understand that. I, I can't, I have a hard time seeing how, but I think just his the way his brain clicks, he's like, well, you know, how are you wrong in this? How are you wrong? Mm. And the doctor catch you know, up. So go ahead, oh, the doctor. Oh, yeah, you weren't you weren't a huge I know I mean like I think that like I think it's kind of look, I know he's trying to help, right? And I know and he probably made a lot of valid points and, and he probably and I know they have to like there's a certain amount of when somebody is all worked up, they're in no place to hear anything. I get all that. But like at the same time, like I think it'd be nice if there was some adherence to reality, you know. <laughs> I mean, so like I've been in a lot of therapy. It helped me immeasurably, you know, but the guy that I was in therapy with would tell me the truth. You know, he he wasn't just there to go, oh, no, yeah, you're completely right. I understand everything you said. I wouldn't dispute it. I mean, come on. Although that does, how was that helpful? You know, perhaps, I mean, this was done on a live stream on YouTube, not the, the traditional place to uh, start therapy. Maybe th this is the the beginning of something for Ray. Maybe this has opened a door where he be he'll be more receptive to talking to people like this doctor. Perhaps. Yeah, keep dreaming. We got quite a few super chats and memberships to catch up on. There's by the way. OJ. OJ uh, interrupting me uh, from afar. Let me see. We got a uh, Skitty Stella B for four ninety nine. What's Pat's current relationship with the Shuli Network? Not trolling. I generally enjoyed MAT and miss it. Thanks for calling out Ray on all his BS. I'm glad you like what men was are MAT? Talking. Men are talking. Men are talking. Okay. Yeah. And it was great. It was sorry. Fun. We did it on Sunday. No, not at all. I mean, it never got mentioned by, uh, you know, hardly ever on the Shuli Network. It was kind of like just, uh, you know, there. Uh, and, you know, we did okay on that. But, um, and then I did Indefensible on there for a little while, but I don't really currently have a relationship with TSN, the Shuli Network. I, uh, I did I, it end badly. Did it end not at because all. you're okay. no, not at all. It ended. So the reason, well, what reasons did they give you for, for not having the shows on anymore? We, what do you mean? They took them off the well, YouTube they, channel or something? Well, no, the they dropped the, uh, they, I didn't know that. Did they? No, that's what I, I thought that was what you were saying. Well, okay, sorry. Men no, are I'm talking, saying, why, they, did, why did they why did they cancel the two shows, the current forms? They why are they, they no were, longer they, on there? They said they were spread a little thin and uh, that they wanted to, you know, just kind of call it down. And I go, oh, that's fine. Um, but I wanted to keep doing uh, Indefensible. They changed the time slot and they kind of put a cap on how long it could be. And I thought that was just a less interesting concept, you know, to go for it's a three hour show. Uh, a lot of people didn't start watching that show until the second or third hour. You know, and mm. that's that seemed like that anyway. Like it kind of picked up momentum as it went. And I I like the idea of it being uh, sort of open ended that way. And maybe that was a big ask. But when I, you know, originally talked to Julie about the idea of the show, he was like, he, he seemed for it and didn't really mind having people on Saturday do it. But it, it's, uh, that's that's it. You know, I didn't I didn't really like the way it feel it felt doing it at three p.m. for three hours. It just didn't have the same feel to it, and and it wasn't as You're much a late fun. Night guy, 
yeah, it wasn't as much fun. So I decided, guy. yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't want to compete with uh, all the college uh, football, although it would be a six either anyway. But I mean, if you're on forever, then you catch a lot of different people. So anyways, I, I do the show over on Cozy now. I should mention that Cozy.tv. And, Indefensible you know, the, is back on Cozy. Yeah, it's it's well, it's my live stream. I don't think I, I haven't officially called it indefensible yet, but I'm trying looking gotcha. for like a title to you know whatever. But and the thing is about Cozy is that it's like an invitation thing. You don't not everybody gets a channel on there. It's not like YouTube, so it's a smaller, more specialized kind of platform. Uh, the numbers are way different. You know everything is you know, but I am trying to bring people over to the platform. It's 100% free. You can do power chats they have there and they're read aloud the moment they come in. You don't have to wait, you know, for a host to read them. They just come in and uh, like kind of whenever you send it, which is kind of cool. So it's just like a super chat, except for that. We also get a much better cut there of power chat of the power. Oh, chat. So, go. yeah, cozy. Don't TV say too much. Hat YouTube will pull this. <laughs> they're not afraid of cozy. Single mother of five for two bucks. Carlos, you think Ray's going to say not mad at you, Pat? Yeah, absolutely. Franklin Sheckler for $2. Agree with Carlos. Ray doesn't understand. And uh, the legend, Dennis Michaels for $2. Pat Dixon is a hero. So um, thanks for those yeah. Thank you. super chats. So, yeah, that was the big clip I wanted to, to play was uh, you know your super chat there and then Ray's response to it. And I guess Ray will have another response on his show coming up about 10 o'clock or so. Uh, the other thing that I found interesting as a, as a friend of Ray and uh, an obsessive uh, dude who, uh, about Ray, Pink Blanket. We got some Pink Blanket talk, which was fascinating to me. I'm not sure, again, I, I'm not a doctor, but it didn't feel to me like the doctor uh, had enough background to, to really comment on this. I think he, he, he felt it. So this is just a convenient blanket to travel with. And plus I sweat a lot when I sleep. I'm a sweaty dude. So yeah, it's just, it's just easier. It makes sense to me. I get it. Everyone, what do you think about me having a laundry basket? Am I a giant asshole? I think it's easier to travel around in a car city to city with a laundry basket than a suitcase. Now, if I'm flying somewhere, yes, a suitcase, but if I'm driving a laundry basket, it's, makes all the sense in the world to me okay <laughs> okay you gotta say something you gotta say something i mean it does seem I like a bunch that. of who cares you know well I, it was ray going into his he went back into his script you know i've heard him say those things a hundred thousand times and and to see the doctor just not know how to respond was that was great well, so I like when you mentioned his. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I love when you mentioned his scripts because he has those. One of them is like, I don't know the details. I don't want to know the details. I don't know what happened. I don't want to know what happened. It's like this is where I stop. This is where you stop communicating with me. This is where I stop listening to you. Stop trying to tell me things. This is my position. It won't change. The end. You know. And then you know. Well, I'm not talking to a person, and I know you don't get my point. Right. So like that, what could be more of a fuck you? I don't think it's an intentional fuck you because right. he has this like persona that that would disagree with, you know, so we can't just say like, fuck you, I don't care, which is probably true. But like he just is like he's so, you know, just like, I don't want to know. So he's found an acceptable way to kind of say any more information you give me is not going in here. Although I again and, and, and people are going to kill me for saying this, I almost think of him. He is not capable of doing it 
like maliciously or to plan it out like you're saying to me it's just like a little kid he reminds me of my kids when they were a certain age when if they didn't want to do any something when they were tired they would just go na 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 like that was it that's how they would deal yeah. with it na 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 i mean i guess we're saying the same thing i agree yeah yeah i don't think that it's like a, a planned out thing or malicious. Not machiavellian you know please no and he, he, you know he, he's barely like smart enough to pull it off this way you know what I mean? Let alone like I'm saying like that's just the way his gears work and it would take a lot of untangling or just somebody to say the right thing. Like, why do you assume this about this or something? There's some kind of maybe psychological way to kind of crack that nut. But I don't know. I mean, like it would be tough because it's just that's the way he's built. He has I think he feels overwhelmed. Uh, yes. I think that's like his last resort thing is to feel I'm completely overwhelmed or to plead that he feels overwhelmed, you know, like when he gets to a certain point, like I cannot acknowledge anything that you're saying without taking some kind of accountability for it or something. But then again, maybe it's not always about accountability because he did this with the pink blanket thing. Do you remember when he was uh, on Shuli show? I think it was uh, that morning one, the BS show. And he was, and they were going, why do you have a pink blanket? And he's going, Stop asking me about the room. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's when I, I was on that stream. And yeah. uh, it was, I was, on one. it was fascinating. My heart was also breaking for him, though, too, because he just kept on, it was so illogical. It was like a guy on the street corner, you know, holding a sign saying the end is near while naked. Yes, the waist it didn't down. make any sense. They're like, we are asking about this. And he, and he's angry. And going, it's none of your business. I was sworn to secrecy on where I stayed. It's like, and this went on. I mean, it wasn't just a couple of exchanges. I mean, it was, this he was consistent. Like, he got off damn. the stream. He was so angry. Yeah. After he told the secret that he had been told to keep, which is like not necessary. And Mike Morris called it at the beginning of it. He goes, he'll that be he was going to do know, it within yeah. five minutes. He will be. And it was like 445. If you look at the timestamps, that's, you know, it took about that long for him to go, Teamster Tim, okay, are you happy? <laughs> I, I would say, you know, <laughs> first, I thought he was going to say your time is up. <laughs> yeah, first, yeah, sorry, I'm looking at the clock. But first, first on the on the blanket, I think that, you know, in some ways you, know, you could say, you know, is this what we call a transitional object? Um, you know, once going back to this idea, understanding of, of infants, we first see each, our, ourselves as the same object as our mothers, and then we see ourselves as separate. And we don't know when they leave that they they haven't disappeared. We think that they've gone forever, um, and then they return. So the next stage is while our mothers are gone, we turn towards objects to soothe us because they represent in some ways the soothing that we get from our mother, and we call those transitional objects. Um, is the blanket a transitional object? I'm not sure. You know, first off, no. we have to assume some sort of connection with the family and no, the mother. No, no. But also, yeah, but it is a family. It, well, really quick, is it is, is it an older blanket. is it an older sister is it the older sister's uh, niece or older sister's daughter? Um, yeah, I don't know which one is. She has two. Did you steal it's it? It's not about it. No, Did no. You steal it from her? No. Um, but also, I like having it because okay, let's say. And then he just goes into his whole. Uh, the same it's thing again tangent about where it comes from and who made it but i tell you this doctor i mean he can make the whole hack verse shit verse mud verse dabble verse this guy could do this weekly you know kevin's got to nail this guy down because of the ah. list of characters including kevin right what if, what if kevin gets psychoanalyzed 
you know, Kevin's hey, you know, going in a little too. His... Kevin's, you know, paranoid, and and I go, you know what? I mean, like, you can't call him paranoid while also saying like, oh, they're coming after your channel. I mean, you know, that's been said. I mean, like, for crying out loud, right? Uh, it's <laughs> he's trying to see around corners, but I mean, there's been times it's like he mentioned, you know, I mean, that serves him well sometimes. I don't know if he's paranoid. He might be a little paranoid, but you could also call that like super cautious. You know, maybe he's like one of those trust but verify people. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but like the whole the whole AC thing where he said he like did a, a walk around and was where like, I, that made perfect sense to me. There was a lot of people on Twitter saying he was paranoid, but I don't know. I saw images on Twitter from people uh, taking pictures of tables and you know saying I'm there, I'm waiting for you, and it obviously was bullshit. But then you never know. Yeah, you know. I mean, why not? Why not? You know, just just make sure you're going to be all right. I mean, like, I think that with him, it might be less paranoia and more that he doesn't want to take a big L. You know, he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to look stupid. He's aware of his you know position and he doesn't want to be, uh, you know, he's, he's trying to avoid loss. Would you go on, Pat, if let's say this is just a scenario I'm, I'm dreaming up in my head. But if Kevin makes this a weekly thing with this doctor or psychologist or psychiatrist, whatever he is, would you go on and, and do what Ray did? Would you subject yourself to that? I have no problem with talking to a therapist at all. I mean, like I've done it and, and some of them are better than others, you know? So like, uh, I, they, they're not supposed to really bring any of their own personal bias into it. Some of them do. A lot of them do. A lot of them get fooled by the same old bullshit. I've had couples counselors who, you know, I, I've gone through a lot of couples counseling and a lot of times they, their thing is to make everything 50, 50, you know what I mean? And like, even when it's like, no, in this situation, it's 100 zero i'm not wrong at all you know and that's the fact sometimes that's the case and they won't ever do that they want in fact they're likely to sort of like aggressively come after you looking for something trying to spark some kind of reaction or whatever it's it's really weird i kind of like uh whenever i i got so used to my therapist that i went to for a long time that i would like just uh like, ah, fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of had a, I spoke to him like anybody else. Like, that's fucking stupid. No way. You know, but like you, that way, at least it's out in the open how you feel. And then you work through that, you know, but like. So coming next week, it's going to be Pat versus. <laughs> if they'd have me, I'd love to do that. But you know what? Here's the other thing. It was mentioned today. Yeah, it was mentioned. I don't think they're going to be able to get him back a whole lot. Um, but we'll see. I don't I don't think I think this is probably going to be a one time thing. You know, I think it'll be it, it, all this will die down. But my, my thing on the on that pink blanket stuff, did you notice how when he started saying, hey, is this like an heirloom thing? Is it connected to that feeling or what? He's just like, no, 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 no. Like he was like, even before the guy, he started asking questions, he was going, no, no, no. So he's shutting he's, down. Yeah, he's not into that idea. So. He doesn't like how that's going to make him look. He doesn't want anybody to think it's anything that is, I don't know, psychologically and, and should, analyzable or something. I didn't get the whole connection to family or whatever. I don't know that the doctor lost me at that part. I guess. Well, he, okay, I can tell you what he said. He was. He said that we we at first we think we're one with the mother, and then when we've separated, we you know when we realize that there's that independence sometimes that you have these items you know become like heirloom items you know between you and and that you relate them to the mother or some way so i don't know why i don't know what the fucking pink blanket has to do with it i mean 
I, I bet you if you were like, Ray, here's a much better blanket. Throw that blanket in the garbage and use this one. No, no, I'm okay. I'm okay with my blanket. It'll, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's got It'll a lot. Happen. It's got some kind of sentimental value. It's not just, oh, I sweat. And this was, I thought this was a good question from David Scott Walker uh, during the stream. Doc, can we address Ray's communication problems? Because this is something that happens a lot. Address Ray's communication problems. Yeah, do you watch Ray's show when he's when he does his own show? He's very uh, oh, yeah. I, I, this is what everyone says. I don't really care. They say Ray's, Ray doesn't really he asks questions, but he doesn't really listen to the uh, answer of someone who like he'll ask his guest a question and he's not really listening, and then he just talks about something else when they're done. Well, it, it you know, it, and I have uh, watched quite a few times and actually and super chatted um, before, but um. I think it, it may just be from kind of being distracted and anxiety about running kind of the board, quote unquote, while running the show. Um, and if you're paying attention to kind of getting the next super chat up or getting someone in the room or is my connection slowing down? How does this look? How, do, how does everyone look on the screen? I can imagine it's hard to do that and listen to other people kind of what they're saying and respond. Is that true, Ray? I agree. Yeah, no, I admit like sometimes I'm yeah, not that, listening. because That I'm, puts like, me not at blame. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, that makes yeah, me I didn't accountable agree. for it. I, I'm like running the chat uh, tonight, and so I, I get it. Yeah, I'm not looking at all the chats because I'm trying to uh, stay engaged with you and et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, there was there's more to it. It's there's a whole pattern there. Uh, well, you hit the pat, you hit the nail on the head. You know, you said because I'm trying to stay engaged with you. He's not doing that. Right. He's assigning them the person you know in the room less value than anything that any random person says. So, I mean, like, that's the issue is that he doesn't place any value on his guest. He doesn't like place any value on what they're saying. He, although this person and oftentimes has been like Ari Jane will say something to him that is like pretty fucking significant. You know, it matters. It's something that she's feeling or she's asking about something that, you know, she would really would like an answer to. And he's just like, so that's a choice. You know, that that's is the a show, choice. though. That's why I watch. That's what makes watch, it to so, watch him miss things. Well, yeah, there's I there was one time just in the last couple of weeks where Ari Jane went on this. It's like she'd been thinking about it. You know what I mean? So it was only, it wasn't a prepared speech, but she made her thoughts known about how he doesn't listen to her. And Ray literally was not listening to her. Now he'll come back and say it was a joke, but it wasn't. Franklin Sheckler, the great Franklin Sheckler for two dollars. Every episode has echo. Ray always blames the guest. Sheckler's yeah, been doing true. some great clips too, I, which I appreciate seeing because I was because I was outraged by by some of this stuff lately. To, like, how does he keep saying the shit that he's saying? And I have no reason. I've known Ray for t over twenty years, I guess, or, or around twenty years, and like, uh, I never gave a fuck what he said or thought. Really, you know, not in any kind of, but like, he's publicly, you know, sort of involved in this uh, this uh, click. You know, this this uh, community, this online community. And like, uh, yeah, if he's going to say these things, I'd like to, you know, talk to him about it. And for some reason, it, it bugs me. But like, yeah, uh, he he's not a great listener. And and the echo thing. It's got to be. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I just I, I'm not I an expert with OBS, I, I, but I mean, you know. Right. I just realized I have my Wi-Fi and I'm not. I'm So this stream is probably fucked. But uh, so I can't blame Ray for tech stuff. But I did see the other night. Uh, Ray was 
like kind of bad mouthing Franklin Sheckler and, and sort of uh, getting, I don't know, pissed at him. But I think Franklin Sheckler's videos, I think they're funny. I, th I think Ray sometimes, I guess he doesn't see, in the, see the humor because they're about him, but I don't think they're met to attack Ray. I think Franklin Sheckler is, is a Ray fan, speaking as a Ray fan uh, myself. But the last thing I wanted to touch upon, and this was sort of the doctor wrapping it all up. I had asked a question, I mean, it was very much like your question, so it didn't get, I, I feel like it didn't get answered. My question didn't get answered, but it had been sort of answered. And, and neither uh, did mine. That was the beauty of it. Is well, that he, he went yeah. on that wild rant, and it never, they never addressed him stonewalling. The meat, the meat of it, yeah. So I don't even remember what I asked here, but here it is. The use of alcohol after a traumatic break. So he, he's talking about alcohol, but I was trying to ask, like when, you know, when Ray gets in a corner, exactly what he did when he read your super chat, when he starts repeating, he, he relies on these, these scripts, uh, to, and then to the point where like, you know, we had this little stupid, silly beef about, uh, there was one time I, I, I texted Ray and I said, I'm going to go live at like seven o'clock. Are you available? And he said, no, I can't do it. I got stuff going on. And then I go live and he goes live against me. I was like, well, wait a second. That's a little, that's kind of shitty. And Ray yeah. has taken that as, oh, I have to check schedules and then make sure Carlos isn't live when I go live. And I was like, no, no, See, no, that's not, you can, you can go live if you want. You can go live against me. That doesn't bother me at all. But the fact was you had lied to me. You had said you had something to do. And then he went live 15 minutes later. Then he ended up coming on the stream anyway. So he, he, and that's what I wanted to get the doctor to address. Is that a cognitive thing? Is that, is that cruelty? Is that self-centeredness? Is that narcissism or is there something else going on? I'll and he, I you. mean, but he turned it to alcohol. It's a Go deflection. Ahead. It's a deflection, obviously, when he goes, oh, so I have to check schedules now and make sure. So to me, that is a fuck you. That is, I take that as a fuck you. Like, I've just said, hey, what's the deal? You said this and then you did this. What's it? Oh, oh, so now I got to, like, check your schedule and make sure. No. You know, and the reason that he said it like, oh, I got stuff going on is because, you know, he just didn't maybe for whatever reason, he didn't want to do your show, I guess. And he figured it was How a nicer way to say it, you know, than like, uh, you know, so he, it could be some kind of avoidance of confrontation to just go like, well, you know, you know, I really don't know. But I mean, that that's that's awfully strange uh, right there. And, and And like you said, the doctor doesn't doesn't address that at all. It's like he, he starts talking Although, about the alcohol. But I do appreciate they brought up this point. The use of alcohol after a traumatic brain injury. So there was a, a study that was conducted talking about the speed of cognitive processing and kind of neural signals, the speed of those signals um, after a head injury, um, after a head injury with drinking or just drinking by itself. Um, people who have head injuries are more likely to drink. Um, interestingly, they uh, tend to have a lower tolerance for whatever reason, about 40% develop some sort of alcohol use disorder diagnosis uh, at some point after a traumatic brain injury. Um, the, the alcohol leads to more like more higher likelihood of having seizures and inactivates a lot of the medications that we usually use for traumatic brain injury, making them less effective. Um, it can also have these specific cognitive consequences. And um, specifically, it's in the temporal um, lobe that we see a lot of these effects. Um, they did this, this study showing that the, the process... He had Ray until he said temporal lobe. ...speed if you just had a head injury <laughs> was pretty much normal, even very severe head injuries. 
the processing speed if you just were using alcohol and an alcohol use disorder was pretty much normal. But when you added them together, there was a substantial decrease in the signaling time and strength in our temporal lobes. And a lot of that has to do with the processing of what we hear. Um, so interestingly, when you were kind of um, you know, uh, excited and kind of elevated in that response to the Pat Dixon kind of super chat, one of the reasons I think that you didn't respond to all of our prompts while we were talking is that you know, some of the, your your medial lobe, sorry, temporal lobe processing of audio input may be slowed and thus not as effective because of the combination of alcohol and a history of a head injury. Um, you know, truly, as as a physician, not your physician, but just in general, stopping the alcohol is probably the single greatest thing you could do in terms of long term, um, just your quality of life overall. And, and it's very specific in the context of a head injury. And I apologize for being so serious here at the end of my my stay with you guys. Yeah, no, yeah, you I'm were a laugh riot the rest of the time. <laughs> Although I got to give Ray credit after all that. It seems like he's hooked on every word. Dick jokes. And then he says. How about some dick jokes, you guys? Yeah, how about some dick jokes? How about some <laughs> dick jokes? Yeah. I mean, that, that was, a, I thought it was a pretty good conclusion, though. Like, wait, you just, you just I'm sorry, because I was listening to Ray. I just pulled a oh, Ray yeah. on you. <laughs> you well, you, no, you, you dismiss you... all that, though? I pulled I pulled something there too because you were building all the way towards like this ending and I like fucking fucked it up and talked over it so my bad but I think okay. that look I've seen people who quit drinking and then they become like uh, better people even in times when they're not you know when they normally wouldn't be drinking it's not just the drunkenness it's the lifestyle as a whole you know and they become like but when I say better people I mean more you know interested in 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 uh, life or whatever easier to talk to you know just they they look better you know what i mean and so that that might have something to do with it on the other hand i kind of think well i think he was just ignoring your prompts because he was so angry he felt you know a, a self-justified uh you know righteousness like a self-righteous rage that he was like you know working through and like uh come hell or high water i'm going to get to the end of this and make this point you know in as many different ways as i can See, what I took from that is that it's not just the alcohol, it's the combination of, of the alcohol, my dog's barking again, the alcohol and the traumatic brain injury, you combine those two and you're, you're essentially giving yourself brain damage that is leaving you unable to literally hear things, to literally process the information that's coming in through your eyes and your ears, your brain, your brain scrambled. And he I thought he was saying, if you continue to drink because of your history and the medication you're on, these things are going to continue, which sort of that. Yeah, that's, that kind of rings true, doesn't it? You know, see, I like Ray. I like Ray too. I've always liked no, Ray. I, I like him fine. I don't like look. There's stuff I don't like about Ray, but that's private shit for me. And then there's stuff that I don't like about Ray when it involves me personally. So I think that like, yeah, you know, th there's if if I ever need anything from Ray, like for him to address something that he said, right? I can count on not getting that. So I'm not gonna fuck with things like that anymore. Whatever Ray says. Go ahead. You know what I mean? Like, I it, he's, you know, if I, how close can you be with somebody who is com just totally unaccountable again? And I know Ray would already be talking right now when I said unaccountable. Hold on, Ray. Unaccountable for something you did say. And it's on video. 
it would be on his Patreon episode. So you can see that right. you said it. It's not hard to see. Just like Stevie Lou lied about what I said. That's seeable. But who's going to who's going to track that shit down? I'm not going to do it. I'd love to. I'd love to make a video of like, here's what I said. Here's what Stevie Lou said. I said, here's what Ray said about what Stevie Lou said. I said. And then go, everybody be accountable. But they it's not going to happen. And I, I know if if Ray was here, he would say, I don't have time to watch these podcasts. I, I, I don't put that stuff on Twitter. Joe List said I shouldn't do that. I almost agree like with him as far as like not having time for this shit. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm so happy that it would like I got to address it to the to the length that I have. Thanks for having me on, you know, just to kind of get that out. And I and and also that NLO thing, Patrick Melton. I mean, I watch him basically every day. Uh, and uh, I he's like, it's not easy to be entertaining four fucking hours, you know, by yourself. The, My God, I don't know how I mean, you're good at that, too. The the, uh, the show you were doing, I almost called it insatiable with with Ari Jane. But that's insatiable. a whole other, that's a whole <laughs> it might be a better show. Right. Sorry yeah. But I mean, that. it's I could be entertaining for a while, but I like I need guests. I need a lot of stuff. And, you know, like uh, it, but he's like. Uh, yeah, he's a one-man band over there and and i you know keith and the girl suck they're just like <laughs> they're just kind of like uh, fake the the wokest of the woke you know like all this they're complete nonsense and uh, so i love seeing that happen uh, on their show that was really cool they got stuck in the eye a little bit all right pat dixon I want to thank you for for joining me with no notice either. Like I think I was messaging you as MLC was ending. Uh, I felt like I was stalking you a little bit, but you you put me straight and and said it's okay. But uh, it was I think to me you're like you're what a stand up comedian should look like first of all, and a newspaper reporter. Somehow you you have both <laughs> looks. Sometimes people say one. I look like a cop, like a detective or something like that. But like uh, I, what I like about you, we both have a journalism background, you know, and it's a journalism background probably from a time where, you know, before journalism switched to accountability journalism back when it was like trying to stay unbiased and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it gives you a certain mindset that is, uh, you know, it used to be valuable. And I, I think it's more valuable now than it ever was. But it don't sell tickets. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, everybody, uh, check out uh, Pat Dixon. Let me see if I can bring up the plugs one more time. There it is, New York City Crime Report, nyccrimereport.locals.com, and he's on Twitter at Pat Dixon. Anything else you want to add, Pat? Uh, yeah, actually, a lot of people ask, like, what happened to Crime Report once you were not on Compound anymore? Because I used to be on Compound Media. It's I do the show now over at Censored.TV. It's Gavin McInnes' network, and it's great. A lot of great shows, and... You know, mine's one of them, and it's weekly. If you if you subscribe to it, which you, I really think anybody watching this would really enjoy the programming over there. There is a paywall, but you subscribe, and if you use PAT, my name Pat, as your promo code, you do get a discount. It helps me, and it obviously makes it less for you. And you won't be disappointed with uh, the uh, amount of content and the variety. It's it's really a great network. Nice. Thanks again for your time. Good luck and God bless everybody. Thanks for the super chatter. Sorry I didn't read the chat like I normally do, but it's Pat Dixon. You gotta you gotta pay attention to Pat Dixon, people. Please. Thanks, Carlos.